1: Episode 139 of the Highly Relevant Podcast, a Latinx show where I interview the people and discuss the moments that are shaping our American and Latino pop culture. Well, I hope you are all doing well. Uh, it's been a crazy last week. Didn't have any NBA. Lionel Messi, the best player in the soccer universe, wants to leave Barcelona. So he's not doing the Kobe Bryant staying until the end of his days. So that's been interesting. But the NBA thing, man, that, that really has been... I've loved it and I've been demoralized by it. I've loved it because it was amazing to see how these basketball players were using their influence, their power, their buzzworthiness to make some real change by making the system relent to them. They boycotted the games. They didn't play. And that's, I think, one of the first times... You've seen that in the modern era of sports. And it reminds you a lot of what happened with Muhammad Ali. Bill Russell, when he was with the Celtics back in the 60s, uh, was willing to do those. Uh, you could talk about the Olympics in the 60s. So there's so many ways that athletes, they've been rare though, that have made a stance of their sport, giving up their money, giving up their status for something bigger than they are. And then they completely went 180 and decided to resume the season after a couple of days. And the way Jared Kushner put it in an interview, I believe it was on CNBC, he said that they just took a day off. And by resuming, that's what it looks like. They had an opportunity here to change the system. But I guess the money, the lawsuits the lack of status and relevancy that these guys have gone through. Maybe it was that they were poor and then they discovered, you know, the color green and that was all the color that mattered. Maybe. But why did they cave in? And then I hear that Michael Jordan had something to do with it. Since Michael Jordan is an owner, he probably didn't want to see this happen. And because he's black and revered like a like black Jesus to a lot of these players, They relented. So what does that say about capitalism, guys? We have to make changes. We have to make stances in those moments, guys. And I am completely disappointed in the NBA athletes that relented in days. If this was weeks, but (laughs) I don't think it lasted like 48 hours. So completely dejected about that. But, you know, happy that I'm a voting Emmy member now. Yeah, I'm a voting Emmy member. I applied, and uh, they 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 accepted me. I guess I I qualified. Uh, a lot of that had to do with the show that I do, a uh, Consumer 101 on NBC and Telemundo for the last two years. So let's say hypothetically, the Game of Thrones was still on, I'd be able to vote for that or Breaking Bad or you know the new shows that are on TV. You know, but that's awesome because as a Latin X, I get to have a say in the way TV looks like in real life, not just white shows. What have you guys been watching? Well, I've been watching an awesome show on HBO Max. It's called Lovecraft Country.
2: What's that
0: book you've been reading about? It's about heroes who get to go on adventures, defeat the monsters, and save the
1: day. And my wife put it the best. It is essentially Watchmen meets Stranger Things. It has to do with racial injustices that happened in the 1950s to these group of black people. And I'm not going to tell you much more than that, but it's science fiction. You got monsters and you got the reality of the horror of racism in the 1950s for black people. So once again, HBO Max, it's killing it. Um, I wish they had much more shows because I think they can get Netflix uh, a run for their money. They have an incredible archive. The problem with that is if you don't have at and like I do, you don't get it for free. But you have to then pay $15 for it, which I think it, they're, they're crazy. They're crazy. So I just got an email screener to watch Mulan, the new Disney movie that was supposed to be out in theaters. Well, Disney decided that they're going to put it out on um, on Disney+. Plus. So I got a screener. I'm going to check it out tonight. I'll let you know in the next episode what I thought about the experience at home and kind of seeing that if it's worth paying the 30 bucks when it comes out on uh, premium video on demand. And let's see what happens there. Did you guys know that movie theaters are now reopening throughout the United States except New York and California? So the new movie, New Mutants, It's it's been around for a couple of years. It just hasn't screened yet because of the pandemic and they've been reshooting it. Well, it's finally coming out this week along with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which is the third part called Face the Music, and uh, they're testing out the waters. Unhinged came out last week, made about $4 million. There's 3,000 movie theaters that are reopening. Again, that's not including New York and California. So let's see how many people go out to see these movies. Tenet is coming out on Labor Day weekend. That's going to be the real test to see how many people go out to see that movie, because if that's the case, then great. But if schools are shutting down because COVID is happening within enclosed areas and the fact that the restaurant industry is pissed because uh, a lot of their states and cities don't allow indoor dining yet because they don't want people to get killed. um, I don't know how movie theaters do it if they're going to pack the house. Supposedly, it's 50% capacity. So most theaters that are the big theaters have about 250 seats. Let's look at 125 seats, okay? How much does success mean with 125 seats full to capacity? And will you get sick within an hour and a half and two hours of people taking off their masks, sneezing, coughing, eating? Like, do you want to die? for a movie, a movie that might be sucky, a movie that might just outright suck. It's not worth it, guys. Stay at home. Pay for Mulan. Next episode, I'll tell you a bunch of shows and movies that you can watch in the comfort of your own home until this things get settled. So let's see what happens with that. All right, guys, my guest this week is actress Genesis Rodriguez. You know her as the daughter of Jose Luis El Puma Rodriguez. She's also been in a couple of several Hollywood films, such as J. Lo's What to Expect When You're Expecting, Arnold Schwarzenegger's The Last Stand, Melissa McCarthy's Identity Thief, and Disney's Big Hero 6, amongst others. She joins me to discuss her new survival thriller, Centigrade, that's out in demand right now.
2: I think we're snowed under. It's getting colder in here. I know. What's gonna
0: happen when the food runs out?
1: Don't think like that. Keep your strength up. We also have a raw conversation on the unhealthy experience she had filming the movie. She describes how she put her body through this extreme torture using a diet where she lost 14 pounds in 20 days that left her physically exhausted and different. She also talks to me about how the pandemic has had a toll on her mentally and professionally, how TikTok and cooking have saved her sanity. And that day she was told at a restaurant to go back to her country, even though she was born in the United States. Ah, this country, man. But before I talk to Genesis Rodriguez, it's time to give you my weekly review of what's happening in Latinx and mainstream culture in a segment I like to call Jack In. <laughs> Let's begin with the top movie, TV, and music news of the week. One Day at a Time will air on CBS this fall. Selena Gomez's cooking show, Selena Plus Chef, is renewed at HBO Max. The new X-Men film, New Mutant, starring Alicia Braga, premieres this weekend in 2,400 theaters in the U.S. Pedro Almodovar's The Human Voice will premiere at the New York Film Festival on September 17th. Viva Broadway celebrates Latinx Heritage Month with a concert October 1st. And Gloria Stefan returns to the Billboard albums with Brazil 305. And in tech and social media news, Walmart joins Microsoft to acquire TikTok's USA app. Assets. Instagram rolls out suggested posts to keep you glued to your feed. Netflix is making an original live-action TV series based on the video game Resident Evil. Apple TV Plus is reportedly getting augmented reality companion content, and multicultural podcast company Revolver Podcasts are teaming up with American Public Media to produce Spanish language podcast programming. Hi, Genesis. Hi,
2: hey Jeff. How are you? I'm good. And yourself?
1: Good. ¿Dónde te encuentras? Uh, yo
2: en Los Ángeles.
1: Oh, you're not in Miami.
2: I'm not in Miami. I wish I was in Miami. I my family's back there, and my friends are back there, so it's very hard to be alone during this pandemic over here. But I'm doing what I can do.
1: You're alone in L.A.
2: Oh yes, I'm alone. I have friendships. I have my small little bubble, but um, it is it is difficult to not be near family in this time.
1: How have you been coping with the lonely loneliness aspects? Has it, has it been messing up with your mind or are you like cool, calm, and collected?
2: I mean, I, I would say um, I love my solitude. I love my alone time. I gotta say I love my space. But it is hard not to be able to like hug the people that you want to hug and to have that option. And um, to be able to fly and hug your mom is like I can't believe I have a whole year where I haven't hugged my parents. It's It's been a whole year. Yeah, from the from the time I started working last year, I left. I I I mean no, because the last time I saw them was Christmas. So Christmas was the last time, but it's way too long. Like I usually, I would have been in my, I would have been in Miami by then I would have I always go at least every three months um so it is difficult for me to not do that my my head is fine in the sense that I I do I do well alone um but I I miss certain aspects of my job I I'm doing auditions by tape and I'm like doing things by Zoom and it's not the same. <laughs> right. It, yeah. It, and I, I like desperately need to work. I haven't worked since last November and, um, I, I can't, you know, it's very difficult to get jobs and, and it, this is very real. Um, so that's the only aspect that's really difficult for me. I gotta say, so it's the job, not being able to work.
1: What what have you noticed more than anything that you need outside of family and, and work? Has there been anything else during this time that you've come to be aware of that you either need or don't need? Because I feel like we've all kind of grown somehow from this moment.
2: Yes, I hope, I hope we're all learning something from this. I certainly have. I mean, I can't tell you how much I appreciate things like nature now. Like being able to go on a hike or being able to go in the ocean are so so valuable for my mind and my spirit. The things that I realize I don't need is more so the material things. I keep on wearing probably the same exact (laughs) outfit almost every day. Uh It varies in like you know the color of the t-shirt, but I I don't need things. And we used to worry about things and consuming things. At least I did. And I mean, really it's, it's I wish I had more, I had time with my family. That's what I wish for. Um Time that I, I, my father just got a double lung transplant maybe two years ago. And he was about to die. And, It was very hard to see that, and I got a second chance of spending time with him, and here we are apart again. It's very difficult for me.
1: If you had to go back to normal, and I'm going to say that in quotes, what would be normal for you after this pandemic is done?
2: I want to travel more, for sure. I want to see more. I want to experience different cultures, and I want to... I always was very you know worried about jobs 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 but i want to experience more than like and and maybe through work as well i could experience more but maybe take jobs that take me away from Mm. comfort of like the u.s and taking jobs elsewhere that would be interesting um but i i do miss those two things i miss working and i miss traveling the most
1: What's keeping you busy nowadays? Are you reading more books? Are you watching more movies? Are you, uh, what kind of new things have you picked up along the way that you probably don't usually do and that's keeping your mind entertained?
2: Um, I'm cooking a lot more. I cook a lot. Mm. Um, I enjoy it. I enjoyed it before, um, but now I get excited to go to a grocery store and see what (laughs) the fresh ingredients are. And I, I get really inspired by ingredients and you know i i like to make extra and like leave some extras for my friends and leave it at the doorstep and like look what i tried making today and they get all excited because i'm excited about cooking um but i i'm doing that a lot more i've discovered tiktok that was new hey
1: how is tiktok you know i i have an account on tiktok but how are you using TikTok and, and are you having fun with it?
2: I mean, I've been having some fun with it, but really it's the algorithm. The algorithm knows exactly what I want to see. <laughs> it usually involves a lot of dogs and comedy. So uh, I have a lot of dogs and comedy and food things. So like it knows I like to cook too. So I get a lot of recipe ideas for my TikTok algorithm. Um, so I like do a TikTok, 10 minute TikTok every day. That's been fun. Um, it's hard, you know, like picking up new things, just the pressure alone to be able to have to have something to do. Like, I feel like it's okay. If you don't feel like working out, it's okay. Mm-hmm. No, you're going through a pandemic. Give yourself a break. If you haven't read a new book, it's okay. You're going through a pandemic. It's going to be okay. Like, give yourself a break. I think you have to taste little small, happy moments and I. A little small wind through the day gets you through it. And I, I feel like w- with this movie, this movie is a perfect example of it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. And we just have to have a little bit of perspective and a little gratitude that we have a bed to sleep on at night, a roof over our head. Food that we're able to eat and that we're able to breathe fresh air outside when we feel like it. So we have to keep some things in mind that it's bad, but it could be worse. We could not be living, you know? So it's just having those little small wins, chasing those things. And I think that's what kind of keeps you sane in this kind of place.
1: Centigrade is a new movie that you got coming out. It's a survival thriller, and it reminds me, I'm not sure if you saw that Ryan Reynolds movie, Buried.
2: I haven't seen it, no. Okay,
1: it basically takes place in a coffin, and it reminded me immediately of, you know, you don't really need a sound studio to be able to shoot something like this, but it's set in Norway, but it's it was really filmed in New York. Can you give us a, a little bit of what the premise, what the storyline is, and what the hook of the movie is so people can, can watch it?
2: So it, the premise is uh, there's uh, this couple, this troubled couple, because when we meet this couple, we realize that not everything is peachy cane with them. They're having issues and they're pregnant and they fall asleep uh, while on a book tour for Naomi. Naomi is an author and in the blizzard, while you know they can drive, during the snow and they get trapped under a very thick and uh, very frozen layer of ice um and that's where the whole movie takes place so you put that you put this couple that's having issues um and you put them to stars in freezing temperatures a lot of stuff's gonna happen in there and that was the scariest job i've ever done
1: why did you take it if it was so scary
2: I think actors love to get scared in the job. <laughs> I think it's important for us to be scared because if we're not scared, then we're not being challenged. And I think the worst thing for an actor is to be complacent in, in their work. I think if you're not being afraid and not afraid of failure um, and not trying different things out, then you're not growing. And you can never really stop growing as an actor. It's like you can never really stop learning. Hmm. So I, I really chase that fear. If I feel good before a scene, it's probably not going to be a great scene. Oh wow! Because I, it, you have to have some sort of butterflies in your stomach. That's the scary stuff. That's where the magic lives. That stuff wow. that you don't know that's going to come out. That in- uncertainty. that's... That's where the good
1: stuff is. I heard that it took 24 days to film this, not in Norway, and uh, it was in like an ice locker in some ice cream factory. In Staten Island. (laughs) Yes, in Staten Island. And in Staten Island. Um, (laughs) No, I had heard that you guys were shooting the movie chronologically and that there was a moment that you guys needed to lose weight and they had given you guys time to actually go diet and exercise, can you tell me a little bit about that? Did they tell you, mm-hmm. instruct you how to lose the weight, or were you guessing how to lose weight?
2: I, I did this diet that the Victoria's Secret models do before a shoot, but it consisted of a protein shake that's mixed with water and a protein part, a protein bar that you divide half and you eat one half. In, uh, um, like as a snack and you eat the other half as another part of the snack and the two main meals like the lunch and the dinner would just be green. Anything that was green you could eat and you can uh, eat it with lime and salt and pepper. Um, Man. And it was awful. It was awful. <laughs> it, was, it, it was like it, it was the worst experience ever and it really helped um, because I lost 14 pounds in 20 days. Oh my um, God. Yeah. And, but like that, that exhaustion that comes with dieting and losing weight so quickly, that's not something that you you can act, I'm sure, but it doesn't come as naturally like that dizziness and that stankiness that comes with the diet.
1: So it worked for the movie.
2: Yeah, it worked for the movie. Yeah, definitely. And there's only so much you could do to wrap your head around the fact that you're going to be working in a freezer. You're like, yeah, yeah, you're going to be working in a freezer. And then you got to work in a freezer. And it is god awful. And then on top of that, you're in a car throughout the whole entire day. And I had a pregnant, heavy ass belly with so many layers on that it was like I put my body through extreme torture. Torture. I got so much back pain from it. Um, and that was a really hard role to just shake off. I I, and the, I think the scariest part of that job was the fact that the lines weren't set in stone. So, like, all the scenes would change every day. And I, for me as an actor, I love my lines. I love my lines so much because I memorize it. I over-memorize it. And the you more prepare. I know it, the safer I feel. The more I know my needs, the more I have more freedom. But this was like a constant fear in every scene that I was going to do because I I didn't know how to study for it. So it was just instinct. It was just instinct of just these two people that are hungry in this cold and and they're fighting from the get-go. How do you do this movie? And that's what turned out. Obviously, I I see it now and I'm like, I would have done this, I would have done that. But (laughs) it, it, it turned out, it turned out great for for, for, for how we did it and for what it, what it, what happened. We had nothing to hide behind, no actors to hide behind, no special effects, nothing. It was just me and I.
1: What would you say is the takeaway from an experience like that?
2: Um, it freed me in the sense to trust myself a little bit more, to trust my experience, um, to go with the flow of like r- the the the. the writing you know sometimes you're gonna fail so what what's the big what's the big why do you have to control everything and that that is the liberating experience for me to be able to say it's okay to to not know what you're gonna do mm. not have expectations
1: go with the flow
2: go with the flow
1: well my last question I wanted to ask you the Republic National Convention is currently happening and Kellyanne Conway just kind of quit. There was a movie that you had did that you had done where you played Melania Trump, and uh, it was about the Kellyanne Conway story, which I thought was you know yep. fairly interesting. Are you into
2: politics by any chance? I'm very much into politics now. Um, I wasn't. Um, I I I did feel and I felt an actual shift in the way that Latin people were being portrayed and. Um, the amount of rules that I started to get, I saw the difference in this presidency. I saw how it personally affected me.
1: How did it affect you?
2: I started to get less and less jobs and less opportunity. And it's not a coincidence. I mean, our kids are still being locked up in these hotels and in the ICE detention camps, and we're not talking about it. It's completely being erased. It should be talked about every damn day. And if that's happening in our own country, I mean, what do you expect that's going to happen in our movies? We're not going to be represented the same. We're not being talked about. We're not, we're not given the same opportunities. So I saw it in my life and I did see a, a change. I, I, I remember when, when he first became president, I went out with my grandmother, Macy, rest in peace now. And, and I, we were sitting down and I took her out for a birthday and we were speaking Spanish. That's what we do. And the, the people next to us were talking about how we should go back to our country. And, and they were talking in English, like if we didn't understand. And I, I, you know, my poor grandmother, I wasn't going to let her know that that was what was going on. But I, I mean, I, I've experienced those things. And obviously, when I walked out of the restaurant, I said, "I hope you choke on your meat." <laughs> um, I walked out. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I. It's it just, it was just, it's been awful. And so, if you don't take a stand politically, I feel like you're in the wrong side of history. So, I obviously will take a stand. I am not afraid to say that Black Lives Matter. I, I'm not afraid to 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 speak for the the. I I mean, I am here because of the United States gave my immigrant parents a chance and a and a and a life to make an opportunity for themselves and build a life here. Like this is what the United States is about. And so I obviously feel strongly about it and I feel we have to be. There is no there's no going back and there shouldn't the I, I haven't seen the uh, the RNC and I don't want to I think I I, I choose like we started off in this conversation you have to choose your happy moments mm-hmm. and you have to choose what keeps you sane um, and that does not keep me sane what keeps me sane is to keep fighting for what's right fighting for justice fighting what's right um, so yes yeah to answer your question.
1: I am political. (laughs) Centigrade is the name of the new movie by Genesis Rodriguez, which you can catch on demand right now. Genesis, thank you so much for being on the Highly Relevant Podcast. Thank
2: you. Thank you very much.
1: And before I wrap up here, here are three Latin tracks you might want to add to your playlist this weekend. Explosion, Adrián Bello featuring Simena Sariñana. Los chicos sí si lloran. Diamante eléctrico.
2: Si tú no estás, no sé a quién escribió. lo hago por ti. Las fotos me las piden a mí. Pero yo no soy tu fan, soy tu Julián Mami.
1: Solito. Hen. No
2: y solo ya no puedo dormir. Me gusta si me miras así. yo no soy tu fan, soy tu Julián
1: Mami. And that's it for episode 139 of the Highly Relevant podcast. I want to thank Genesis Rodriguez for dropping by the show. And if you'd like to support this podcast, please share with all your friends on social media. You can also reach out to me on Instagram at Jack Rico and Twitter at Jack Rico Official. Wish you health, love, and light. I'm Jack Rico. See you next time on another episode of Highly Relevant.